from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It has a, a connection to everything else that we do in our lives. So just watching myself again um, become sharpened. In St. Louis, we have a tradition of iftar at the Masajid every night. And Gideon being much older, he's starting to understand and notice, you know, we're not eating, and so we're teaching him what fasting looks like, the importance of charity, zakat. He's excited about Eid and understanding that we get presents and we spend time with family. And to access God's grace and God's mercy, that's, that's the heart of our belief that we want to be able to access God's grace and God's mercy every day, but in Ramadan, we have so many more opportunities. Why not take them? I'm Sarah Fenske. For the past three weeks, many Muslims have been observing Ramadan. This holy month is marked by daily fasting, increased religious observance, charity work, and self-reflection. Last year, COVID-19 restrictions put a damper on festivities. But this year, precautions and vaccine availability have helped return a sense of normalcy to the religious traditions. Producer Lara Hamden checked in with local Muslims to hear how they are observing Ramadan. Ramadan is a time for community gathering and more frequent visits to the mosque. But the coronavirus pandemic upended that last year. Many places of worship closed their doors as the pandemic raged on. This year, many Islamic centers like Dar al-Jalal in North County are allowing people to once again pray in their halls. Allahu Akbar. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahmanirrahim. Maliki these nightly prayers are called tarawih, and they're special long prayers specifically done during the holy month. The collective prayer looks a little different than usual. This year, people aren't standing shoulder to shoulder, but instead six feet apart. One tradition that's not as easily accommodated during the pandemic are iftar dinners at the mosque. Iftar is the meal Muslims have after sunset to break their fast. Usually, St. Louis congregations hold free potluck dinners. Uh, which is not the case in every city. That's Umar Lee. This is very important to people without Muslim families, you know, who have, you know, these big meals at home, or to people who may be struggling with issues of poverty or college students or people that are living away from home. Lee is a member of Thursday Night Class. Which is a group of basically American converts to Islam. The group decided last year and this year to meet every evening at the West Florissant Masjid in Jennings to break their fast. They gather in the parking lot where they can spread out the food on the hood of their cars. This year, Lee asked his friend, Chef Ben Paremba, who owns Elia and Olio on Tower Grove Avenue, to cater some iftar meals. You know, he's a Jewish guy, he's not Muslim, but I explained to him the situation, and I said, we're trying to figure out the food situation. And he says, don't worry about it. He said, I'll cater it every night, you know, all 30 nights of Ramadan. I said, you sure? We're meeting every night. He said, no problem. I got you. So 
what we've had is pretty much gourmet food from Olio every night. Their taste buds get to travel the world. Like shawarma, like a lamb and couscous, uh, you know, things of that nature. Uh, so kind of Mediterranean food. One of the interesting things about uh, Islam in America and the Muslim community has different characteristics in every country is that the community is so international and so diverse that a guy like me from, you know, North St. Louis County and, you know, some of the people in the class were born and raised in rural Alabama uh, and, and the Pruitt-Igo projects uh, in North St. Louis, et cetera, you know, that we have now become accustomed to eating, you know, uh, mensif and, and different Palestinian dishes and different Pakistani and, and Bangladeshi dishes, et cetera, just the international nature of the community has kind of opened our palate up to all these different uh, dishes and tastes. Lee says he looks forward to resuming iftar dinners inside the mosque because for him, they're a uniquely St. Louis tradition. He says bigger cities like Washington, D.C. and Dallas have Ramadan dinners in restaurants instead. They have all these blinged out buffets, $20, $25, all you can eat. It's like a real corporate climate. In St. Louis, we have a tradition of iftar at the Masajid every night for free. That's a St. Louis Muslim tradition at the big mosque and at the small one. In West St. Louis County, Emily Yusuf is creating new traditions for her family. The month of Ramadan is here. Welcome to Ramadan. The ninth I am a mom of two uh, beautiful children, Kareem, who is three and a half, and Ahlam, who is a year and a half. <laughs> Ramadan is the month of Quran. In it, it was This year, she stepped up the Ramadan decor game in her ball and home to amp up excitement for the holy month. The standout piece is a huge crescent-shaped faux fur tree adorned with lights and ornaments. Last year was just almost, you know, just low energy, negative vibes, um, knowing that we're not going to be able to spend it with everyone. It was just really hard to kind of get in the spirit of Ramadan, whereas this year we've been prepping for decorations since and the vibe of Ramadan since what? before March and uh, ordering decorations and everything. And so the kids have been super excited about it. Yusuf went all out in a place she's never shopped for Ramadan decorations before, Party City. She says it can be difficult to observe Ramadan when you're not in a Muslim majority country. But over the years, she's noticed a more concerted effort by companies to acknowledge the month. So it's definitely gotten easier to kind of prep our homes with Ramadan and the decor and very hands-on with the kids, so we do a lot of crafts. Um, Lita, my mom, and their grandma does a lot of crafts when I'm at work with them, almost daily crafts in Ramadan. And really, it's just every day we're doing something different. Yusuf's home is also adorned with moon and star string lights, a Ramadan-themed alphabet chart, and a countdown for the Eid al-Fitr holiday, which marks the end of the holy month. Even though her kids are young, Yusuf says the many depictions of Ramadan traditions make them much more aware of what's going on. Definitely Ahlam. I think her being a year and a half and just seeing us decorate the house, she's just constantly singing Ramadan songs and humming to Ramadan songs. Ramadan! And Kareem being much older, he's starting to understand and notice, you know, 
we're not eating. And so we, we're teaching him what fasting looks like, what we do in Ramadan, the importance of charity, zakat. Um, and so he's excited. He's excited about Eid and understanding that we get presents and we spend time with family. My name is Sheba Muhammad. I am the designer and owner of Manal Jewelry, which is a brand of um, contemplative brass jewelry designed to inspire intentional living. Among the obligations of Ramadan is almsgiving, referred to as zakat in Arabic. Muslims who have the financial means are supposed to donate 2.5% of their earnings to charitable causes. Muhammad says Ramadan is much more than abstaining from physical needs. One of the things that I find um, really beautiful about Ramadan is we have the opportunity to just remember our brothers and sisters who don't have access to food on a regular basis. And so one thing that I decided to do last year for Ramadan was donate a portion of sales from Manal to a nonprofit organization actually based here in St. Louis. It's called the Fit and Food Connection, and they provide um, not only access to fresh food, but also, they provide um, them resources to learn to grow food, fitness and health, um, just the holistic aspect of not just food itself, but the lifestyle around it. Muhammad says Ramadan is much more than abstaining from physical needs. It has a, a connection to everything else that we do in our lives. So just watching myself again um, become sharpened in my discipline and my ability to, you know, as we go throughout Ramadan, be able to get up earlier um, more than I was in the beginning or finding myself being more disciplined in other areas that aren't connected to, you know, my diet or aren't connected to, you know, what you would think about when it comes to Ramadan. So um, for my, in my business, for example, as a mother or wife, so it just sharpens you in so many other ways and it just enriches life in so many other ways. This year, Muhammad says she's embraced the changes brought on by the pandemic and that she's found ways to continue her spiritual journey. For me, I feel like um, in particular this year, even more than last year, I've really found sort of solace virtually and in online spaces and online communities and kind of creating that space around myself. Basir Rodney's sense of community has also changed. He's the director of the Beitul Hafiz Islamic Center in North St. Louis. Last year, he spent Ramadan at home like everyone else, except he had a special fasting partner in addition to his wife and kids. Uh, it was an interesting year for me because uh, personally, I lost my mother and my father was spending time with me and he himself is not a Muslim. Um, so it was really interesting because, you know, he and I was kind of going through the Ramadan experience together because he kind of co-fasted, which was really interesting. So um, this year I ended up missing him. It was strange. Ramadan started and I was kind of saying to myself, oh, I'm missing somebody. And it was, I was like, he's my Ramadan companion. Uh, and I think it underscored for me just the importance of community when it comes to Ramadan. As vaccines become widely available, life is slowly starting to return to normal at the mosque. At least people are gathering, you know, really in small groups, because even now, although we have uh, some level of permission, you know, people are still cautious. So that level of engagement activity from pre-pandemic days is certainly not there, but at least there's that, you know, stronger sense of awareness. So recently I saw a note, they're doing a survey as to who's going to come to eat, because obviously we have to 
have a sense of how many people are going together. Uh, and so we're all filling out the survey. Normally you didn't fill out a survey, but now you're more intentional about that. Many leaders in the community are reassuring people that it's okay to get the vaccine during Ramadan, even if it means breaking your fast. Again, Basir Rodney. So in this particular case, it's a health issue where you know you're going to take what is a, a, a drug that might impact your body in a certain way. So you need your fluids, you need your food. Um, so as a result of that, you can you give up that day on that basis. Regardless of one's ability to fast, Rodney says there are multiple ways to participate in the Holy Month. Oftentimes, Muslims set goals for themselves. Some aim to read the entire Quran during the month. Some try to increase their volunteer work or become more patient. One of the things I've always enjoyed about being a Muslim are these kinds of goals, right? That allows you to know both individually and communally. Um, there are kind of hallmarks of the kind of progress you're trying to make in your own spiritual life. You know, it's not like open to chance or just my own personal opinion. Uh, so my goal is to try to is to try to meet all of those highlights this month and to access God's grace and God's mercy. You know, that's that's the heart of our belief that. We want to be able to access God's grace and God's mercy every day, but in Ramadan, you have so many more opportunities. Why not take that? Despite the pandemic's continued effects on Ramadan, it's clear that many Muslims are finding their own unique ways to observe the month. As parents, they adopt new traditions, and as community members, they forge new relationships that reinforce the true meaning of Ramadan, to get rid of bad habits, connect closer with God, and become your best self. That reporting was from our very own Laura Hamden. Muslims are set to mark the end of Ramadan next week with the Eid el-Fitr holiday. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.